With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I said what you know about it. It's the stew, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stula, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my fit podcast. <laughs> Stewie is alive. Say hello, Stewie. Welcome hello. back, brother. I was sleeping. No, we missed you. <laughs> I mean working. I mean working. On my, I work today. It's my quote unquote day off. We're going to get it. <laughs> Stewie doesn't have days off. Mm-mm. He has hours off. Everything No hurts. days off, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sore. Say hello. Hey. Hey, Stewie, hey. you were just working today yep. in the restaurant industry, in the <laughs> Cur- biz. Yeah, pull, how'd pull, you know? Pull the curtain back and give us a little taste of what that's Let like. Let us know about those uh, seasoned fries, Oz. <laughs> spicy fries? <laughs> yeah, spicy fries. Some, I mean, spicy I, most, fries are good. I mostly slang chows and bagel bites. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I do. All right, so you, you work at Good Girl Dinette, which yes. is a Vietnamese... A restaurant in L.A. in Island Vi- Park, standing Vietnamese. Yes, restaurant it is. Slanging fish sauce on the regs, barrel aged fish sauce. Oh yeah, get it by the bottle. Twenty five yeah, bucks. Mention that. I feel like people I just haven't mentioned seen it. That. Well, no, but I, okay. <laughs> let's talk like, about, I haven't even seen that on the. I don't know why it hasn't blown up on the. Let's web. talk about your fish sauce really quick because fish sauce for our listeners, it's literally just fermented shrimp paste that's turned into a sauce, right? Yeah, Pretty it much. Be, it can be it can be cold pressed fish. Oil, you know, right. kind of like depending on what way you're making, it is. the way you're making olive oil, you know, they'll compress yeah. like sardines and mm. you know, kind of cheap small white fish to, and to then make it's it. and it's fermented to get all funky yep. and umami. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like the baseline for most like Southeast Asian cuisine, mm. Vietnamese, Thai, crucial. Smells crucial. like shit. Tastes great. <laughs> tastes great. Yeah. Not- Throw it in a pan. You're not dabbing it behind yeah, the much, ear before the date. No, uh. no, no, no. I mean, much like an anchovy in the Caesar dressing. Exactly. You, you don't know it's there, but it makes everything taste better. It yeah, you saute those greens with garlic, and you put a little fish sauce, and you're like, wait a minute. It's and just, the big purveyor, Red Boat. Red Boat. That's considered like one of the kind of better ingredients, because you can get some shady kind of sauces. Yeah, the thing yeah. With, yeah, yeah fish sauce, you, you go to the Asian market, and you will see... Uh, Two liter bottle of fish sauce, and it's like seventy eight cents. And it's super, it's less than bottled water. It's, it's, it's cheaper than bottled water, and you're like, what is going on here? This is too expensive. What is what is going on? And you yeah. don't want it needs no. to, this needs to cost more. Yeah, and you immediately also think, body. don't tell me what is going on yeah, exactly. because uh-huh. God only knows what shrimp garbage is in there. But uh-huh. it tastes tastes good. But, but Re- then Red, Red Boat Red Boat makes one that's like you know seven dollars a bottle, which is not expensive. But compared to the other ones, you're like, whoa, all right. It's clean. Yeah. And it's about the size of like a a, a nice bottle of olive oil. Yeah, sriracha bottle. It's like sriracha yeah. bottle kind of size, sort of. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the the baseline. Ver- that's the virgin the extra regs. virgin version of 
of fish sauce. It's barrel aged. It's the first pressing. Yeah. The one that he's got it. They sell a good girl. Not good girl. You're gonna describe like, right uh, now. There's like three bottles left because streets is talking. Mm. Well, tell and tell like the. Oh, I ain't what, done. You know, right, uh-uh. Go in there. Get in there. But like the the well, red boat rep was like, yo, I yeah, got this. This this rep showed up. Just he was in the area. He there. You know, outside of uh, Vietnam, they're also based in the Bay. So he came down and brought these crazy green peppercorns. They were just beautiful. That's why we started. That was the catalyst of us making this chicken liver pate. Wow. What he also had, which is a whole other story, um, he also had something that wasn't on the market yet, which is this uh, barrel-aged fish sauce that essentially tastes like a mix between bacon and tamari. It's amazing. Amazing. Mm. You could never use it as a, as it's more like a seasoning. Yeah, for than sure. Like a, a, it's a finishing fish sauce? Sure. Well, you were doing a little touch of sugar and just lime juice. Yeah. And mixing no, I, it, and it, was an ins- it came out insane. Yeah, just like a, a so scoop simple. of white rice, lime juice, <clears throat> and then uh, and just and just the sauce. And that is excellent, but the thing that I'm really stoked on, the thing that we use more frequently at the restaurant, we started using it over um, the fish sauce is in a lot of applications because it's because of this it makes for a cleaner broth with certain dishes oh okay i don't want to get too heavy into it because it's not my recipes but we yeah the byproduct of making fish sauce is that you actually get what is kind of like the silty fish salt so you can use it for rubs and for briskets and things and And they have that package for sale there we have that which we sold out of but um it that can be found easier online i just don't think they've really started promoting it because the rep was just kind of making his rounds with his yeah, yeah. you know people that he his, the his customers way. yeah and just like Working what do you think the town, don draper style just basically it's like here taste this at the back of his car <laughs> and it worked we, like we, it's exactly <laughs> <laughs> hey do you like sauce it was 99 melrose you like this sauce? <laughs> yeah and it worked we, we yeah we bought a ton and we were the first to carry it and but the Andre price came though, in it's 25 dollars real deal but that's gonna last for a long no, time. No, that's that picture. That's, that's, and it ages, it, and it also ages. It doesn't. Spoil. Is it ages. thicker like a balsamic? No, or is it no, still? No. It's just a click um, more viscous than fish sauce. Barely though. Yeah, a like just, a click, just a you, tiny click. You might not even. Or I feel like you may not. Even. Yeah, you would okay. not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really. It it's just like a, like a fattier version of a tamari. Oh, it's so good. Mm. That's what that, that's how the mouthfeel is. Okay. It is delicious. It's, it's really you can t- absolutely use it in a whiskey based cocktail. Or a mezcal based cocktail easily. Whoa, a little tincture. Yeah, you could. Totally yeah, good. for wow. sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you guys using it at the restaurant? With? It, that we're just selling it. We haven't. It's just it's so expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we're just too busy. I wouldn't to mind even. making a little aioli out of it. Yeah, that would be. That would be the move. Buck. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would work. Yeah, adding that. Just just putting that in a in a nice mayo. Mm-hmm. Like the Japanese with the coupe would be just. Mm-hmm. Psh, beep. Well, and yeah, and adding it to almost anything that would you know fit that profile too. It's it's such like a little a secret bump in the flavor and the depth of whatever you're trying. Whether it's even just like a little bit of vinaigrette, you mm-hmm. oh, for like sure. a couple dashes of that, and you're just like, oh, what's yeah. this is like a it, like a like a couple drops of Worcestershire just to add a more yeah, exactly. uh, warm, rich it, boom boom. It would be great in a Caesar. Three bottles like, left, folks. Three bottles left. We don't even need to tell you because they're probably already gone. They're probably yeah, they really it's shocking. Probably yeah. already got 25 yeah. bucks though. Well, Damn, that was 25 units. bucks. <clears throat> so when I checked out and I was like, oh, okay. This guy's, <laughs> hey, a, this guy's an investment. In my I'm future. a good salesman. <laughs> it worked out well. No, I mean, and absolutely well Dig worth deep, the money. Dig deep, brothers. Dig deep. Now you got a 10. Hey, man. <laughs> That's well, gratuity, baby. 
your your restaurant, which is a, a Vietnamese place that specializes in fuzz and things and fuzz, porridges, banh mi. fuzz, banh mi, porridge, and pies. And yes. our coffee, our Vietnamese coffee game is strong. Counterculture out of North Carolina, mm-hmm. feeling pretty good. We got it nice and dialed in, yeah. and it's and. great for weather of the current weather, uh, which yes. is rainy, overclassed, yeah. overclassed, and gloomy here in LA. Yeah, in the middle of May, which is unsavory and odd. But yeah. if you're in the rest of the country, like New York or anywhere else, I think there's other places. Yeah, it's uh, it's summertime weather now in the eighties and the nineties. Is it really? Yeah, New York, it's like eighties. Perfect. When yeah. I was out there last week, it was like seventy-eight. Gosh darn! We'll also be like that here tomorrow. I'm getting sad because this is the time of the year when pool party, beach barbecue, backyard kickback grill session happens. Oh, that's, we'll be maybe we'll do a, a we can record a pod at uh, at the house doing a, a fried chicken cook off. Ooh, that would oh, be that'll great. make for a great pod. Mm-hmm. Ow, 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 ow! I know who our ringer is going to have to be. Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. Shout Sawyer. out to Jeff. Came in today. Well, had a bun me today. Um, had a fi- had a red boat bacon bun me today at the restaurant. Mm. Mere hours ago. Mm, okay. Hi. Well, we are. Even though LA is not enjoying this right now, for the rest of the country it is, or even the world. So we're going to talk about. Grilling and backyard barbecues and all that stuff. Chilling. This week's episode. Chilling and grilling. I don't like the phrase chilling and grilling. Why? I just said it. It just, it it reminds me of like... Dave Sandwiches and Eagle Rock? Yeah. No, it reminds me of just dum-dums. Like dum-dums say that. Making shitty food. You're like, hey, come over to my barbecue. I'm going to have really overcooked meat. It's going to taste like shit. (laughs) Bring some beer. It, It reminds me of like... Somebody who's just not smart enough, like that's that's the peak level of their rhyming oh, skills. Yeah. Is like <laughs> yeah. grilling and chin. Whoa, those rhyme, and I like to do those at the same time. Like we just hit gold, but it's really you know. There's nothing really chill about enough. grilling. It's work. Yeah, yeah, sweat like a slave. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> oh, <God. it's>, uh, <laughs> I can I can grill chilled. I've done many a chill grill, but also many a intense grill. Yeah, there's a lot of prep, though. A lot of prep, a lot of thought. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's... it's, it's nothing chill about dropping cash on charcoal. It's insanely fun. It's probably my favorite activity to do, but it's I wouldn't say it's easy. It is not easy. Or cheap. And for the listeners, wherever you are. Wherever you are. I basically got to know Andre because he used to live with my brother in Silver yep. Lake, and I was living years in Orange years, County, and I would and come stacks. up, and I, you know, I got to know him to... And they would just constantly grill. And these two dudes are legendary. Still, you bring a tear to my legendary. eye. Legendary. <laughs> the, the beer brats alone. Oh, the, brat, oh, the, the famous the, Silver Lake, eight, the Silverwood Terrace brat the, tub. Those, are, those moments are why I stopped being vegetarian and vegan. Yeah. To be honest with you. They can bring Ooh, it was the day. oyster. <laughs> and then. Man cry. It was. Yeah, it was basically these dudes talking about the oyster and then uh, going to the house and, and grilling. And I lived there too for a minute. I just don't think I didn't crouch on the couch when I first moved up here, <laughs> or in the office on Jason's for sure floor. Yeah, yeah. roomy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think also those barbecues. I mean, Jason and I love to do it so much, and it wasn't it wasn't like foie gras or like it wasn't fancy, but like it, our, the sincerity was there, and you could. It was taste still it. special. Oh, yeah. like it was it super was special, and we went on a limb a few times, but it was just more. 
you could tell we enjoyed doing it so much that every, I feel like everybody remembers those those summer evenings very fondly. When, when the Lakers were good? When the Lakers were good. <laughs> yeah, that's how long ago that was, people. When the Lakers were good. And the dog park we smelled grill. horribly. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, so many nights just, like, having a, you know, another beer on the deck when you probably shouldn't have any more. and It felt like know. L.A. It felt like that this was, is why you live in L.A. That's but how I... That. That was a big catalyst for me moving up here. Yeah. Was this is nice? Like, because when you growing up, we would go to the '80s clubs, and, and like, L.A. to me was Silver Lake, and then I started going to museums and going to Sawtell to Giant Robot, and I was like, this is still like, I mean, I'm just gonna stay in Huntington. My girlfriend's here. <laughs> and then we broke up, and shout out, and uh, shout out. <laughs> and I realized, oh, Silver Lake is great. It's all this. Barbecuing and cute girls that are over. And Barbecuing and cute girls, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, you were saying we didn't get too crazy exotic, but what were things that we stuff. did that were like extra extreme? We always did, we did a lot of beer can chickens, I remember. Did a lot of yeah. beer can chickens. I mean, a lot of ribs. I think, I think it was less about complicated or exotic ingredients and more about trying technique and doing it over and over and over to where we sure. got really good at it. You can say, like, ah, oh, beer can chicken, everybody's beer can chicken. But we would play with different brines, and do we brine it for a day or two days, or, you know, and then, like, mm-hmm. so we would do ribs, brisket, lots of beer can chicken, lots of sausages. And then there was, like, you know, we'd source the sausage. Like, we would get bratwurst from Shriner's Deli yeah. in North Glendale. Mm-hmm. Montrose. Montrose, North Glendale, off the two, which is insane. You know, they make their own bratwurst three times a week um, and have all their other line of German sausages, too. So it was like, it, it wasn't so fancy, but it was really thoughtful, I feel like, you know. Yeah, and we would have so many people, like, so many people. Cycling who, through. So many people who I was not even friends with who would just hear, like, I heard you guys yeah. are the grill dudes. And then, like, like cool famous people would come over to our house to like kick it and I don't even remember who they were but I'd be like whoa what is that guy doing here well we had we had a really good setup we had a large Weber and then we had a big offset smoker box Texas grill like the oil drum style oil drum style Um, you know and then we we had the oven we had an electric range we had the that that was the worst part but we Uh. we had it like Full tilt on two wheels the whole time. Like every like that Weber didn't stop cooking. Yeah. That that smoke box never lost chips. Like it was mm-hmm. just like it would go. And it'd be crazy too because I feel like I remember it. There'd be like an afternoon crowd and then an evening crowd. Like we did a lunch service and a dinner service. <laughs> we started we start drinking beer at eleven and turn like the smokers on and cook <clears throat> for like four hours and like take a break and see what else we had to make. And then people would get tired and leave, and then new people would show up, and it'd be like a whole nother thing. It was round dew. All of a sudden, somebody came, round dewy. came through with some Obi Bear fried chicken, and I brought some yeah people and that's vegan mac cool. salad from Flore, and that's it. All people, sorts of fun stuff. People would bring really cool things from like Dinah's fried chicken, mm-hmm. or yeah, or Kyochan, or like stuff would come in. People would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm swinging. I'm through Koreatown. I'm gonna cop some of this and bring it over." And it it just became really fun. I don't know. I, I just to play devil's advocate. Yes. The guy who brings the outside food to the homemade, home cooked barbecue. Are you stealing the shine? Is it a is it a no, rude move? If not you, to me. I think if that's... you're if you're like making, you put all this work into it, and you made food, it might not be very good. And then the guy shows up with the bucket of fried chicken or the cheese pizza, 
and everyone's like, I'm going to eat this instead. That's it's better than your food. I, mean, I never feel threatened by that because it's all about like people having fun. But I will say that... But you're different. I am. Maybe I'm a little different, but I will There's say... a lot of people who can't. I'd much prefer that guy than the empty-handed mm. guy who drinks all our beer and falls asleep on the couch <laughs> yeah. around 3 p.m. Like, yeah, 100%. And I've, I've got that... I've got a craw on me about not showing up empty-handed, whether it's some beer or some wine or at least some food if you if you got the time to make it. But, yeah. you know, don't... Sh- come on. Go to somebody's house. Yeah, one no. time... Yes. The last time when we went down to, to, to the... Barley wine tasting oh, session, yeah. and uh, and you didn't have time to bring anything, and I don't think I've ever seen you more distraught in my life. <laughs> God damn it, we made time. Well, well, we the good thing was that I was slightly distraught, but we were leaving straight after the Little Jewel Pod, oh, so I pod. copped a bunch of their homemade oh, yes, sausages yes, out of the yes, cold case, sausages. which was really good. Yeah. It was really also good. a funny story because you, you <laughs> upsold me in front of the chef. I was like, let me get uh, four of those. You're like, get some of that venison. I was like, dude, the venison's like seventeen ninety nine. dollars <laughs> I was like, all right, we'll get some venison too. <laughs> oh, and then, and then he was like, oh, did you try the, uh, the, the crab and dewey crawfish? And, and from behind me, I hear Jason Andouille? go, no, that's great. Let's get some of that too. I like, God damn it. I mean, and I, they were all fantastic. They were all fantastic. Please, if. They were they were downtown. far from free. The far from free. Yeah. goes out. If you're near downtown, go to Little Jewel and check out their cold case for those sausages. Because he's well, you said he's posting on Instagram every day something. New. Yeah, every Twitter, day he sure. they show their crazy Twitter. specials. I've just heard like, Twitter. Just a venison it's on the internet, alligator. Right? Something, That's you know. an app. It's good, but it's like they're doing the wild combos, but they all make sense. They're not just like here's rattlesnake because it's rattlesnake. When we finish this pod, we're gonna cook some of his uh, house made goose smoked <clears throat> goose down. Goose Hot Links. Goose Hot Link. Uh, he, was, he was good on Top Gun. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, okay. But yeah. But I would, I mean, I guess. He died. To, to, if we're going to kick off the, the conversation of starting summer barbecues, I would say, you know, the, just to not worry about doing something fancy, but just do something that you know is good and people will totally appreciate it. Yeah, I've, there, I've been to places where people are like, "I had this shipped in from Baltimore," and you're like, nah, "That's not that good." <laughs> like you know, like you don't have to get crazy with barbecues. I, I'd always prefer quality than something kind of out of the box. Keep it charcoal. Oh, always charcoal. Well, we're gonna get into charcoal. Yeah, okay. All right, um, all right, all right. But yeah, there's that is that is very true. Um, one thing I've always heard, like when you're having a dinner party or barbecue. Never prepare something for the first time. Oh, God, no. That's a rule of cooking. But I mean barbecue-wise, too. People are like, oh, I got these kubes. Something like they just really sometimes just go with what you know. If mm-hmm. there's three people at your house, make the kobe. If there's a whole – if you're having a party, well, that's, man. Yeah, that's a don't, monetary yeah. issue for sure. No, no, not even, actually not that. I mean just like it's just you're there to hang. That's that's The food is great, but it's mm-hmm. it's – Drinking beers and, remember, and hanging anything with you bros can eat with and your hands is the takes move. priority at a barbecue to mm. me. Yeah. Ribs, yeah. Mm. Yeah. sausages on a roll, wings. I mean, if you want to slice steak, put on some paper plates, that's fine. But like, I need one hand has a beer, one hand has a piece of meat that can be held. Macaroni and cheese in a Ziploc oh, no, bag. Side, side, Macaroni and cheese in yeah. a Ziploc bag, side, squeezer. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just a t-shirt gun to shoot potato salad in all your guest mouths. <laughs> well, um, oh. let's let's talk about. Barbecue etiquette first. I, uh, for whoever your group of friends is, see, um, whoever has the best house for barbecuing, just has to have. He has to be the host 
whether he likes it or not, he or she is the one who has to do it. And then the other people in the friendship circle, they have to provide the food and all the other stuff. So whoever is hosting the house has to clean up yes. and host. Wait, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Go for it. Those are they don't have to, but those are their those are their baseline responsibilities. You gotta you have to be willing to have your house be dirtied, and then you have to clean it. Stock yep. up on the TP, and then you have to, <laughs> and then you have to be willing to host you know all these people, and then everyone else should be very grateful for that, and then bring you know organize who's going to bring what. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's interesting because my and I agree with that. Uh, but my take is okay. So if you have to host, which I and I totally agree with, if you have the best spot, if you've got a like, half acre backyard in LA, you have to host. Like that's the mm-hmm. yeah, why get but that house. I th- I feel like the look is guests have to bring alcohol. Guests should clean when you don't notice and they surprise you and they do all the recycling <laughs> into the dishes and you're like that's awesome. Thank you so much. That is awesome. You host, but also I feel like host. You know, if if you're not spending an absurd amount of money, host host does the food because they're probably. You know, brining or marinating the day before, or letting well, it dry, rubbing. I think starting I th- the grill. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, I think yeah. that was maybe for if you're if you're kind of getting into it, you're establishing yourself, and you have you and your bros want to start getting into the art of grilling and exploring yes. all that stuff. I think that's a good way to kick off, so it's so everyone's happy. But then, yeah, one part of hosting also means like you're probably the foodie guy. Yes, who's into doing all the crazy Hard. stuff, and you've been, you've been marinating. And but I, don't know. I mean, the other thing too is like people might have great houses, and they're not required to be into food or grilling. So I know there's people where I'm like, you have an amazing place, let's barbecue. I'll bring the food. Totally. So I, I get you know, that. I'm all totally time. on board with that too. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I like it. I like it when everyone kind of has their role. One guy brings the beer. One guy brings the meat. One guy brings the yes. size. Whatever it might be. Yes. And that way, uh, and themed is always fun. I mean, there's always, like, the, the spontaneous, like, hey, everybody come over, we're barbecuing today. But if you got, like, you know, a couple days out and you're like, let's all do this. Let's think Korean. Think, you know, we're all going to... Korean War? ...ribs four different <laughs> ways. Like, like, you know, something where, like, I've always burger been... Burger cook-off. I've been, yeah, burger cook-off is a great one, but also, <laughs> I think it's easier to be inspired when ecstasy. you have kind of... <laughs> ecstasy. We're all going to roll tonight, play us. Uh, today. <laughs> today. Mm-hmm. But, no, when you have, like, a kind of a, a distinct direction to go with the food, it can be inspiring in ways you're like, oh, yeah, we should try... Like, you'll think of things that you don't even consider to be grillable mm-hmm. and be like, let's, let's try a grilled banh mi. Yeah. You know, like, you'll do fun stuff like that. I remember that. Yeah, no, I remember works. you did. You did an amazing invention with the with the grilled breakfast burrito. Mm. You, they were like not cooking fast enough, and you cut them in half lengthwise, so it was an open faced breakfast burrito. Yeah. and then you grilled ah. it like that, mm-hmm. and then that allowed the breakfast burrito to become an appetizer, mm-hmm. which was one of. And then it also allowed you to have like. It was you were eating it like a like a baked potato. It looked like a twice baked potato. It looked like a twice baked potato, but it was a grilled breakfast burrito. Breakfast burrito. So it was all mushy on the inside, crunchy on the outside, and there was and the the brains were blown out. Brains blown out. Plus, sitting topless. Brains I st- <laughs> blown out. I started running out of my ingredients. Like those uh, hash browns over there doing anything? It's like psh, I'm gonna throw hash browns in a breakfast burrito. Yeah. Those sausages? All right, for sure. The uh, frittata? I'll throw a frittata in a breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. Boom. Well, this was in my. This was also kind of like in my little notes to you know when you approach grilling or even just like 
light smoking doesn't have to be you know the Franklin barbecue twelve hour Pack move, day. but <laughs> you you know anything you put over charcoal and cover at least for a little bit of time is going to catch some of that smoke. Mm-hmm. Whether it's doing baked potatoes in a barbecue, which are phenomenal, yeah, because those potato skins absorb so much of that smoke, and you know it's. A great way to cook. You don't bury yours underground and light with embers for four days? In a goat's mouth? (laughs) For a fort's night, yeah. (laughs) But anything, you can put, I mean, like, you can put, like, a nice firm cheese, like, that's supposed to be grilled, like a halloumi. You can put, you can, you can smoke cheese on a barbecue. I mean, you can Mm. put almost anything to capture some of that. And to me, like, that, the, whether it's wood or charcoal, Whatever you're doing, as long as it's not gas, it's like, you're gonna catch so much of that flavor and turn things even, you know, 20% 20% more interesting just just sure. by putting them and covering them for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And that, again, is one of those things where it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, it just has mm-hmm. to be specific. And, and you think about it, and it, it becomes really fun. Well, let's, let's start from the start. For somebody who's getting into it, classic round Weber grill is probably the best one, right? There's nothing more versatile and better bang for your buck than a Weber. Space Here. saving. You yeah, can how much it. do those cost? You can, I, I think the twenty-one inch. The tw- I think I'll have to look it up as far as the size. I think it's like you can get an eighteen inch or an eighteen and a half inch or a twenty-two inch of the two sizes. And I think you know it's between <clears throat> ninety-nine bucks and one hundred and eighty. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, not not necessarily throwaway money, but certainly something that will not, last. Not too much years. more than hundred bucks. Not a lot. You can fully catch a sale too. You can, yeah, you can like you a, catch a like sale at an Osh or something. But like that. that's that's. You can also get them in really sweet colors. Yeah, they get Simpsons yellow. Like there's Good. Some dope ones. Oh yeah. Well, that, yeah, we would recommend that one. That's that's probably the best entry level guy. I would go with the like spend a little bit extra money and get the gold instead of the silver because it has a much better ash catcher, mm. uh, uh, which is way nicer instead of like the the normal simple kind of tray that sits at the bottom. Mm-hmm. There's the ones that actually are like you know click in and right. have are like a bucket, and those are so much easier to deal with when you're using it a lot. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing you can't do in a Weber. You can smoke. You can long smoke in a Weber. You can grill in a Weber. You can, I mean, they're phenomenal. Roast. Roast. I kind of like that you can actually hit it from all sides. It's surprisingly yeah. versatile. You put it in the center of a, of, a, of a whole barbecue and you just pop it off. Totally. Sure. It's, it's a design marble. Mm-hmm. It's, the, uh, it's the Volkswagen Beetle of grills. I think a road most, dog. You know what? I think Tire. the most important... It was more of a roundness my, reference. Yes. <laughs> my first rule of... I mean, especially if you're smoking as opposed to grilling, because grilling you can kind of judge by like hand feel over the grate. But like, I think people don't put importance of internal temperature in the barbecue enough, which is not that hard to do. Mm. You can get like an external probe for like, you know, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Then you can get Bluetooth ones even. But yeah. even like a, you know, when you're smoking, you're at like 275, 250 to 300. Probably you should be at 275. But even a baking thermometer mm-hmm. is How enough just work? to put yeah. in there. Bandian I mean, you have to lift the lid to look at it, which is not ideal because you don't want to be doing that that often. But it's mm-hmm. still better than not knowing what your internal temperature is to, a, a, you know, a, an exact point. You can at least guesstimate off of that. Because when you're throwing, say you're using, say you're using briquettes, um, you can you can control the temperature just by throwing in one or two briquettes, adding five briquettes every half hour, forty five minutes. I mean, there it's not throwing your hands up in the air and be like, I don't know how to control the heat. There's very easy, simple ways to do that on a grill, mm-hmm. and Weber's perfect for that. <clears throat> so charcoal only, charcoal only, no lighter fluid on the charcoal or lighter infused 
Yeah, uh, don't charcoal. get the briquettes that have it built in. Spend yeah, 15 use. bucks and get a chimney starter, which is the oh, easiest thing to get in the world, and you can buy anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's almost newer Uno. Yes. That is... Absolutely. That makes... Once I found out the existence of that, I was like, oh, I can actually... You can maybe do this in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's huge. Because you can prep <clears throat> coals. That's the, the problem when you're adding coals, unless you're you're willing to have that really intense smoke flavor... When they're not burned off and they're not white, they let off a lot of smoke. And it's yep. harsh smoke, you know, it's not like applewood or. Yeah, they let know. off. Yeah, you should never have black charcoal in the grill because that will. You're going to get black smoke releasing the carbon carcinogens so, yep. into your food. And then it tastes rancid and burnt, burnt. and blackened, and it's also probably not good for you. So Definitely. you can prep those coals you're going to add in a chimney starter. Spark them on the side. And, uh, and chimney tip. You, uh, I like to use newspaper only Always. if you can. There's a lot of just because it burns doesn't mean it's going to work well in it. So like oh, yeah. cardboard and regular pieces of like printer paper, or magazines, like all of it works really poorly. So so try to find actual newspaper. Newspaper or also um, even though it might be a little bit of a waste, but if you have extra. Paper shopping bags are really, really that good. That is too. true. They really? Were Those are the two things that I'll use. Also, the only use. thing that we use a Yellow Pages for in 2015 <laughs> That's true. That's is true. to light. Telephone book will work. Phone book will work very well. And I like to uh, put the wad, wad up to the paper at the bottom before I put the coals in. And it drills a, a little bit of oil on top of there, which basically makes the paper burn slower, which allows for... Ensuring that all the coals will light and you don't have to go back and refill it. For sure. Oh, so a little oil, drizzle it on there. It'll be like a candle wick. Go slow. And then fill it up with charcoal. Hit it from the side. It's very fun to do. And then, yeah, in like 10, 15 minutes, they'll all be super ready to go. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so easy to do. It's so much. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's even easier than using the match light briquettes because you have to wait for those yeah. don't burn quick and you have to wait forever kind of flavor a match at it or yeah, something it's, like, it's like they, dumb shit you know they light but they don't burn down quick they don't turn white <laughs> quickly yeah and you're just sitting there it's like ugh. yeah the chimney isolates it so it's it's just this concise mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's, it's, it's concentrated. concentrated let's talk about Kingsford. mesquite non-charcoal briquette charcoal how do you feel about that? It's a little more fast and loose. It burns quicker. Some, I think some is better than others, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that we used to get, you know, the like the Mexican brand ones that you see at most places is not great. Burns really fast. Burns really hot. Hot and fast. Really hard to smoke with. Really much better for grilling. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, you, is, you, you, well, yeah, when you get that, when you get the shitty mesquite, not not the good stuff. It you have to. You have a small window before it gets cold, cooled down really quick. So you have to grill quickly. And you have to break it down into pieces. So when you mm-hmm. get mesquite, you'll get large, you know, almost log-sized chunks. And oh, you'll get yeah. dust and small Like a pieces. Pringles can sometimes. And if you're going <laughs> to control it anyway, you have to have even pieces of that mesquite. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a little bit more work. But it definitely, you know, it has good flavor. Mm-hmm. It's still better than gas. It, you know, it lights, it cooks easier. It's sometimes if you're not going to bring a chimney starter, you know, mesquite, that kind of mesquite can work really well. Like, you know, it, in parks that like have those kindling, non-good airflow built-in city mm-hmm. uh, barbecues, uh, like an Elysian Park or something. A municipal barbecue yeah, that's ones that are just sitting out by the that, are, that you have to cover in foil because sometimes people have you know, only peed in them for the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> But what's uh, good for those too, if you you know, those have no airflow, which is 
pretty much the, the basis of all good barbecuing is you have air circulating underneath the coals and then you can control that in some way. You can take foil and kind of roll them into like cigar-sized logs, put that in the base of the barbecue, and then try and add, if you can, space them so you can add barbecue. So at least some air in some way can circulate underneath those bricks. Oh, makes sense. If you're using those kind of those mm-hmm. flat... Pro tip. Just Pro bring tip. Some, get some bricks. Get some bricks. So build a little base. Yeah, I mean... A little steamer basket for I, them charcoals. You know, people out there might be using their own barbecues and Webers, but when you're faced with something... You know, very very hard to use that doesn't have any of that airflow in the bottom. You're gonna well, the coals are dying, or I don't understand why they're not lighting, mm. or it's just like if there's no airflow going underneath from the bottom, or at least really strongly off the top of the coals, they're gonna die and they're not gonna cook well. It's gonna well be a fire pain in the needs ass. oxygen to, to stay alive. That's muy importante. I always thought that was funny that it needs it to stay alive, but you use it to blow it out. You're like, mm. I just killed you with. The only thing you need. I guess it's like drowning. Yes. For Aww. a human. Am I right, guys? Drowning Good. in air. Getting deep. Knowledge. <clears throat> um, all right. Let's start from the bottom and work our way up. Okay. Let's talk about gr- grilling veggies. Yes. Ooh. Grilling veggies, Stewie. What if? What, what are some of your top tier veggie grills? Top tier? My favesies. Your fa- What do you think are the best vegetables for a grilling application? Asparagus. Yeah. He's up there. <laughs> Big vote for that. I do like a corn on the cob, leaving the 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 husk on to steam. You're yes. a husk on. So yeah. you, you, you'll soak you'll soak them husk on for an hour in water. Don't even like need, you, it doesn't take I that always, long. That There's a lot of really I don't well. need to do that. Need it that. works just fine. Stewie does not need that. It works. I, I like I'll to I like to husk, shit. take them out of their husks and then cook them. You, because want, the, you want that grill on there? That char. No, yeah. not even so much with the char, but. Because after a, a corn cob comes off the grill in the husk, it's so hot, and you have to wait so long before you can unhusk it. Because you have Stewie's fingers of steel. I have sadistic unless fingers. you uh, unless you are a chef or a bodybuilder or a heroin user. I think a dum dum is what I am. Now I just held so many hot plates and things. <laughs> just like I just well, I like it. If you, if you <laughs> have, I make these little sounds like. <laughs> That if might you, happen, but if it's you fun. do have any feeling left in your hands, mm. uh, unhusking un- a corn cob hot off the grill is very painful, and you have to wait a long time. Very so painful. I prefer to dehusk, and then you can grill them straight, or you wrap them in foil, and then they can mm-hmm. steam them in there. And then when you wrap them in foil, you can introduce other flavonoids in there. Yeah, that's you can nice. do a, a, a cool compound garlic butter or whatever garlic. you want. You can do that with a husk on too, Pimpin. Done it all. Oh, but don't, then you, don't sleep on the spike on the corn inside there. Very, ooh, very good. Spike. Mm-hmm. Or some Lowry's, maybe some uh, <laughs> Old Bay. Okay. So do you eat the corn off the cob or do you slice into a bowl and then eat with a spoon? Depends on the application. Yeah, both, mm-hmm. right? The answer is both. The answer is always both, yeah. If you're going to okay. make a salad with some feta, then you shave it off. That's a good look. But if you just want to nibble, I like to cut it in half and share with my friends. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Is this Sesame one Street? Me, one for me, one for you? Yeah, man. Okay, okay. But that's actually, it's funny. It's bringing See, back who, memories. Who cuts the corn cob in half and shares with a friend? This guy. Because oh. I don't, honestly, I eat corn. I get full so fast off corn, I usually regret eating a whole corn on the cob. I'd rather save that. So a whole cob is a bridge too far. I don't, I don't, I don't even need a, a whole cob I, does not fade me. Whole cob. Fills me up. Not a problem not a for problem anybody. Oh, that's, a, that's a appetizer all, right all there. All my teeth that get stuck in there. <laughs> it gets in See, my that's, well, the teeth is why you cut it off the cob and eat it with a spoon. 
out of a bowl. Well, sure. That's the main reason. But that or was only one of the, reason. It reminded me. That's one. That was one of the signature salads at the barbecues. It was your, your oh, yeah. off the cob, yo pro cor- tip, fresh guys. corn salad, and it was so good every single. You want to yeah. bring? You want to bring the heat at your summer BBQ? Who doesn't? This is my. Uh, this is my sweet corn Saturdays salad. Sweet corn Saturdays. Sweet corn Saturdays. So this is what you add into it. Fresh raw corn that you slice off the cob has to be in the summertime when corn is in season and delicious. What color corn? Um, I like it white. Agreed. Especially um, on the raw tip. So Always sweet, white for me. Sweet. Sweet. sweet it, it could be black as long as it's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Sweet, sweet fresh corn. Yeah, you, you literally cannot use any other thing. You can't use cooked corn or frozen no, this, corn. This is a very ingredient. This is a very quality ingredient heavy salad. Yeah, you can't. If you just buy, if you see corn like vacuum packed in at Trader Joe's, that flavorless. Is, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. So you got that. You got the fresh corn. You have thinly, thinly sliced red onion. Yep. You have cilantro, lime juice, buku, feta crumbles, Trader Joe's finest, salt, pepper, and olive oil. So good. And you toss all of that around together, and you serve it cold, and it's let it sit for like half an yeah, hour. Yeah, you should let it, let it sit, sit right for here. half an hour. Stir Salted, it, stir it in the fridge. Yeah. Give it a toss around because all the all the oil and cheese will settle at the bottom. So keep. Toss it, keep it in the fridge for a half an hour, hour, and then serve it on a hot day with some hot spicy foods, and it'll be so good. And the more you stir it, the more the feta crumbles kind of turn into a little sauce around everything, and it kind of turns into well, <coughs> one cohesive unit. It's one of those things about barbecues, too, is that it, it brings a salad that has texture. Because you look like the traditional American sides. You go to barbecue, potato salad... Uh, macaroni salad, white you know, mush, you, white mush. Yeah, I mean, and that's great, and it's really nice. Oh, but usually, great. like the bulk of your texture to barbecue is probably going to be chips, and but potato chips, corn chips, guacamole. I mean, like mm-hmm. it's it's one of those salads. It's so good. And I don't have the exact numbers, but eyeball it, figure it out how you like it. But um, also, when we would do, do when we do Mexican stuff, if we didn't have feta. If we were doing like carne asada, there's probably oh, cotija yeah. cheese kicking around, or, or sitting out for the corn. Yeah. If we were doing that, yeah, so you can make it, instead of make it even more max. Yeah, um, but that that is a great tip, and you should definitely do that. Throw some tap in there. One uh, one veggie I like to grill are whole green onions. Oh yeah, that's sure. probably my fave. Those and a leek. Those are a leek. Um, and, no, I said and a leek. No, no, I said or those or leek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when you do the super hot grilled, like the fire is cooking, and then you you just hit those green onions whole, a little olive oil and salt and pepper, and that's all you need. And then you just keep them moving on the grill, and they'll cook in five minutes. It'll be blackened, and it'll be soft, and the flavor, the caramelization flavor that develops is super good. That and a taco... Asada, some crema, some crema, some crema, way, uh, some diced onions, and ice cold and, and, and a hippo, and a ice cold hippo, and a hippo, and 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 one of them grilled cebollas, way. But this is very, very, very. Why don't you go? Could you go ahead and rustle me up one of them grilled cebollas? Way, way. Vegetables should not hit the grill without oil. And I feel like sometimes yeah. people don't know that. And I don't mean dripping, mm. but if you hand rub every vegetable you're going to put on the grill with a little bit of oil. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to drip down and hit the coals and flare up. 
but you're you're not you're not going to cook those vegetables with any of the kind of texture or the finish on the top that you want so unless there's some kind of fat. They're going to come out looking such Olive like oil. a bummer. You can use butter. I mean, just some kind of fat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not going to cook. It's just going to be kind Don't of be shy. limp and soggy. It's not. You yeah, know, the problem out. that I always see when you go to a barbecue and then like the one healthier vegetarian person shows up when they're like an eggplant on with yeah, they just like I brought a zucchini. And I love grilled zucchini, and then it's just like. And it sits there, and nobody wants to eat it. It's so bad. So, yeah. get a get a rigid, long, sturdy thing that will live and on the grill. Cut them thick. If you're using a zucchini or you're doing mm-hmm. bell peppers, like use big pieces. Use some fat, some oil, and let them cook. And because look, <clears throat> what you're trying to do is concentrate the flavor of that vegetable. Right. Yeah. And if you're using a thin piece without any fat, you're not going to caramelize it at all. It's not going to cook well. It's going to be limp, soggy. It's probably going to stick to the grill. It's, that's the worst part. Thick pieces. It's going to steam and blacken. Let the vegetables have time to reduce, concentrate, caramelize. I mean, that's the whole point of grilling these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, um, one other thing I enjoy is these broccolini with a lot of oil and red chili flake. Yeah. And then, zest. and then you hit that on the grill super, super hot and keep it moving constantly. The little tips of the broccolini will will literally like deep fry in that high heat and, and the fat and it turns into these little like dark, so really good. blackened crunchies that are so good. There's also, you know, like <clears throat> there's very simple things to do if you're not doing like a heavy veggie, grilled veggie centric cook. If I'm grilling steaks or grilling stuff at high heat, um, real simple stuff like just slice an onion in half, mm-hmm. rub it with oil, and just put it down and leave it there for 45 minutes while you're grilling everything else and let it cover. Mm-hmm. Or a fennel bulb, just sliced yeah. in half, super thick, salt, olive oil, and just let it sit there and cook the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's going to char, it's going to get real black, but it's going to have a crazy ton of flavor, and it's just, it just sits there. <laughs> you do that, you keep it off to, to the side? Start. Yeah, I mean, like. Uh, not On completely the off the side, but like maybe an inch or two in if you're talking about a Weber, where it, it will get some direct heat. Okay. We're not talking about like slow cooking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you slice them that thick and that big, you can have the entire bottom blackened and burnt and charred completely. Because you can eat, mm. it'll either be good enough to eat or you can slice a little bit of that off, but that char is going to go through all those layers, mm, very, especially very when you're good. talking about something like fennel or onion that Porous. has layers to protect so it. So you, you just cut an eighth yeah. of an inch off of it and the rest is medium rare, yeah. perfect, smoky, charcoaly, yeah. delish. And it's, it's like, again, when you're not planning or trying to get complicated with a bunch of veggies, but you just want something to sit underneath the steak or the wings or whatever you're doing or something, to, something on the side you just grab a little piece of. For texture or vegetable, whatever. Put a little veg under my wing. It it takes zero effort as mm-hmm. opposed, yeah. except for just buying it in the store. Yeah, yeah. a nice tomato. The old buy yeah, a nice garlic clove. Well, grilled romaine is all the rage these days for a yeah, good reason. That's, but that's, true. that's a different. Thing. I'm not a fan of grilling Cruise lettuce. Wedge. Cruise a wedge on there. Yeah, make for waste sure. out. Not for me. I like my lettuce cold and crunchy. <laughs> I do like a nice. I <laughs> like it as well. You like a cold lettuce, don't you, Stu? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, working our way up the cool things to grill. Starting <laughs> at the bottom of vegetables. We're now moving to fish, which mm-hmm. maybe should be at the bottom. You need a pain in the ass. you need a bas- you need the fish basket pretty much to do that, right? I do not have a strong Otherwise, fish otherwise grilling fish is pretty much impossible and stupid unless you get the fish basket because it or will Or a just- whole fish. Well, it's hard it's hard or to get a whole fish. It's hard yeah, to get skin smoke on, on the fish then. depending on what you're doing because a very foolproof great way to barbecue fish when you're barbecuing other things 
which imparts very little smoke, if no smoke flavor at all, is to do you know a tinfoil wrap, which is going to steam the fish. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a great simple way to kind of like incorporate. Somebody's like, "Hey, I brought this fish." And you're like, "Well, okay, let's." Pain, you don't yeah. eat meat. You want fish. <laughs> let's do it in tinfoil with some olive oil and some lemon inside, and it'll steam. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's. I think fish is one of those things where it takes a decent amount of effort. It's not you don't show up with like a salmon flare and like, hey, cook this for me. Like, no, oh, right I, this is like, let me think about this. Mm-hmm. But thicker fishes, swordfish, salmon, you know, like tilapia is not going on the grill It'll unless fall like fall right through. Yeah, unless you really know what you're doing or that the whole point is just to barbecue tilapia. You know, you want a thicker, hardier fish that's going to be able to withstand, you know, being flipped and mm-hmm. on that grill and. People, what about I mean, other? Um, people what, do the cedar plank. Oh, I don't. I don't do the cedar plank. I know it's great. Mm. Yeah, or, the, I, I or the, the salt, the pink salt. Pink plank. salt. I don't yeah. do pink salt, but I know you know. But then it's like not. That. Then we're not even grilling. Yeah, it's just a heating element essentially. Heating element, but if you're covering it, you're gonna. You're yeah, gonna you're getting some smoke. smoke. That's when you know what? Uh, uh, with the salt, you can put some scrimps on there, and that's a good oh, look. Scrimps. Well, that's that's where we get into what what's what seafood is good for grilling. So, scrimp skewers, Ugh. those are great. They cook up in one minute. They're very tight. Never bad. There's a decent amount of prep, though, if you get fresh ones. I'm, I'm a big to... fan of shell-on. Yeah. Oh, shrimp. Totally. You know? It's worth the work. Yeah, yeah you do the work. Yeah. Not you, but you. <laughs> also, it, it cooks better. It's easier. You know, like, for me, I feel like it flips a lot better. It cooks a lot better on the grill. You know, it, Absolutely. it will never stick when you've got shrimp in the shell. Mm-hmm. What about that doo doo? What do we do about that? That doo doo <laughs> from the scrap, the guts. If you don't, oh 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 no, you can you can still devein them. You can split them and devein oh, okay, them, okay, okay. but just don't peel them. Can you splay it? Gotcha. You can splay it. You can splay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Game of Thrones. Yeah, can you Doug? splay it? Put them on a, um, a lot of people like to grill octopus. Yeah, yeah I think it's great too. Super good. hot. Calamari. That's mm-hmm. that. That is the kind of seafood that will hold up on the grill. For sure. A, a big base scallop, like you get yakitori on it. Did that work or no? Um, yeah, you could do a bit, depending on your grill. If you have uh, smaller grates, you could do a scallop exactly. on there. For sure. Um, but they, not, they taste great. Those things suck up a lot. Grilled scallops are really nice. They're, yes. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to order at, uh, what was that, Hondaya? Hondaya. Hondaya, oh yeah. Hook up the, uh, or hook up the oyster on the half shell on uh, the grill. A yeah, little butter, and lemon, garlic in there. Boom, boom, boom. Um, all right, now let's get into the real territory. We're going to do chicken and Boom. poultry. Two legs. <laughs> Two legs! Um, the first sh- thing that you do when you barbecue chicken is you brine chicken. Ooh. Straight up, y'all. Don't ever cook chicken on a barbecue unless you just don't simply don't have the time without brining it first. Or it's a marinade. I mean, yeah, marinade. That'll work. But then you, know, then you get in that territory of, like, is there sugar in the marinade? People, <clears throat> I think... When they're grilling, smoking is one thing, or offset cooking is one thing. But if you're direct on the heat and you don't pay attention to how much sugar content is in any marinade or any rub that you're using, you're going to burn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never put anything on the grill that has a sauce on it that has sugar in it because no. it will instantly burn and pretty much so ruin it. If you want to do like saucy barbecued chicken, do a nice complimentary dry rub on the chicken. Brine it, dry rub with no sugar. And then take it off the coals, let it sit in the barbecue, paint it with the sauce off the heat, and then cover it and just let that 
come to temperature, warm yeah. up. Yeah. If you're going to sauce it, sauce it at the end and just yeah. give it a kiss. Do not marinate your chicken in a barbecue sauce and then put it on a grill and expect mm-hmm. it not to just turn into black. Darkness. Yeah. Bad, darkness. Bad news. Run the darkness. Are you... Uh, when you brine your chicken, you do a simple brine usually. Super simple. And what's funny is um, it, the brine has sugar, but it is not going to affect the mm-hmm. cooking yeah. or the, the blackening. Right. It doesn't exist. But, yeah, it's a real, real simple uh, three parts to one part salt, sugar, you know, uh, cup to one gallon. Real of simple. water. Of water. And, you know. So water, salt, sugar, that's it. If, even if you room only. Te- and you do your brine room temp out of the fridge. Yeah, which yeah, is I'll cool. Do, I'll do a room temp. Cool thing to do. Easier for your fridge. But that's when you're just using salt and sugar. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to incorporate some lemon peel or some orange peel or bay leaf or pep- black peppercorn stuff, you know, like peppercorn's got those essential oils that if you don't heat it, it's not really going to come out in the flavor. So that's mm-hmm. why people boil brines, exactly. then cool them, mm-hmm. and then bring them back out. When you don't have the time, even just an hour in in a salt water bat like a salt water brine is just an hour makes a huge mm-hmm. amount of difference. And Crazy also, of all the brining I've ever done, when you do the one that's like you spend two hours on it and it has garlic and onion and lemon and r- fresh rosemary and thyme, it you it tastes the same as when you just do a salt and sugar brine. Brining is for moisture. For the most part. I mean, that's not totally true. What well, we're talking about, quick brines for barbecues. I mean, you know, when, if you're doing like your own pastrami, when you're brining corned beefs, I mean, that's, that's different. A, that's that's a, a real long-term situation, and mm. that will impart a lot of flavor. Sure. But when you're talking about like just a quick brine, you're not going to impart a lot of flavor. What you're really trying to do is keep that moisture in the meat when it cooks. So with cooking chicken, are we spatchcock friendly? Definitely. Unless you're beer canning, and then you can't break the back out. Mm-hmm. It's not going to sit on a beer can. But Let's for, explain what spatchcocking is for yes. our guests who may not know. Uh, you're taking a pair of poultry sears and basically cutting the back out of the chicken so you can lay it flat. And you can do it with a knife, but shears are Oof. easier. Knife's, knife's shears, rough, man. but yeah. You can knife's rough and maybe dangerous. Yeah. I've you're trying done to get through both. those bones, right? Yeah. So, you're trying to get through the back ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could... Yeah, easier with a pair of kitchen shears. Cut, sure. just cut the spine out of the back. I mean, they're not hard bones. I mean, if you really want to do it and you don't have shears but you have scissors at home, you could, you really could use those. You might mm-hmm. mess up your scissors a little bit, but yes. crafty your mom is. They're not that hard to go through. Yeah, but I feel like nobody uses scissors anymore. No, they use <laughs> shears. True. That's right. When's the last time you used scissors? Eh. All the time. Uh, <laughs> I actually do too. At the but yes, all the time. I never use Jason scissors. Jason does not use scissors. I'm a uh, paperless. How? Um, all right. My, so. my favorite way to cook a whole chicken is to spatchcock it, cut the back out. Um, you you know when you have it laying flat there after the back's out, you put it um, breast side up and just press down on the breastbone so the breastbone breaks. That way, it lays a lot flatter. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. R.I.P. That's when the bird uh, dies. And, and if you, if <laughs> I always like for carving, it makes it a lot easier if you cut the wishbone out before you cook it, mm. um, which is not that hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look on YouTube videos. How YouTube to do it. would be much better than me trying to describe it right now. Mm-hmm. But um, that'll make it way easier to carve. And you can either put it breast side down first uh, if you want to um, to get a little char on the on the skin. But really. I don't think it's that necessary, and it's the easiest thing to do. You just take that spatchcock chicken, pre-brined, and just put it breast side up over a, th- a even thin layer of coals, and. 
put the lid on and just leave for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of, it's almost impossible to mess up. Yeah. Because the, what happens is you blacken all of that bottom. Right, but that's just that inside cavity. Blacken the booty you, up. You black that booty up. Mm-hmm. You wax it, and <laughs> but no, but it doesn't matter because well, you, that's all part. You don't. What's eat. charring underneath is basically the rib cage, mm-hmm. which is not a lot of meat that you're using. You're gonna end up charring a lot of the bottom of the thigh when you when you lay it down. Those thighs are gonna stick out. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> all the meat is basically <clears throat> that you're eating the breast. I'm getting hungry. The thigh is, I'm a thigh is, man is off mm-hmm. the direct contact to the coals and what's trying underneath is creating an insanely delicious smoky flavor much like your half a bulb of fennel in the ground that's right but what happens when you cover it too hopefully if you've been able to let the chicken dry out a little bit before putting it on the grill or wiping it down the top side skin will still get that breast skin will still get crispy and really you want to stand and make sure you're checking the internal temperature but the thighs will stay really moist, and the breast will be cooked through. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's not only is it really simple and to me almost foolproof, but it's also really great presentationally too, because you're basically bringing out an entire flayed oh, open yeah. chicken, and it's like what? It comes out, it's, it's really all nice. golden brown. You know, yeah. you can drizzle it with a little olive oil and hit some yeah. lemon wedges and some fresh thyme on the plate, and bon appetit. Cover here you come. You want to you, when you're. Trying to spatchcock and cut that back out, though, if you guys want to try and find a video, you want to avoid trimming off and clipping the oysters off the thighs because mm-hmm. you definitely want to try and keep that on in the chicken <clears throat> if you can. Thigh oyster but, meat. Some of the best meat on a bird. The Cadillac. <laughs> sure. Um, all right, that brings us finally to the king. All right. Red, red meat. Red meat. Meat of all kinds. <laughs> steaks, burgers. Venisons, bison. I don't even know where to begin with crab, it because it's such a huge conversation. Frog. But let's 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 um let's cover steaks and burgers steaks because first. that's kind of what most people are grilling. Let's do yep. steaks first. Yes. When uh when I'm doing a steak on the grill, we're doing high heat, and we are one one pro tip is when you are trying to get that classic, really good sear, you know, black and blue, like they might say, super. Well seared, crunchy on the outside, still nice, rare in the middle. The only way to do that is buying a thick steak. Absolutely, that is the first. The like the first. Like you can be the best chef in the world. You can have the best searing method. You can have the hottest grill, the hottest cast iron, the you know the best quality Kobe steak or whatever it is. Unless it's a thick cut, you're not going to be able to char the outside no no one's ever had a steakhouse crust on a piece of carne asada it just doesn't exist Mm -hmm. yeah we have super thin meats like a carne asada or a skirt steak it has to be so hot and you know it cooks a minute on each side and it's done because it's a quarter of an inch thick or something so rule number one if you're going to grill a steak or sear a steak or any type of steak and you want that medium rare and nice on the outside you have to get a big big thick fella Definitely, and it, and it also goes back to the conversation about like you know how specific is what you're cooking to that barbecue. You know, like if this whole barbecue is cooking these four steaks you bought perfectly, that means you're doing the coals specifically for them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're not going to be sitting out for like a couple hours grilling different things on them. You're going to want red coals. You're not able to not, just chuck them on whenever they show up. You don't want like that typical white dusted burnt off briquette 
which you would use for most grilling, most barbecuing, mm-hmm. you want that red hot flaming. You can't hold your hand a half inch over the grill mm-hmm. for longer than a second. As soon like, as they stop being it. black, and you're hitting it. And those coals will lose that heat, you know, within like ten to fifteen minutes of getting them right or at less. that. Uh, that's or less yeah, at that sweet minutes. spot. So yeah. you have to really pay attention to when those coals are ready when you want to sear a really nice thick steak. And when you buy a thick steak. You spent a lot of money on it, so your ass is watching that Inch clock. and a half? You're, you're watching that coal. I think you started an inch and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sounds all right. Choice cuts. Just inch the choice cuts. choice cuts. So when I'm doing steak on the grill, it's just salt and oil for me. Okay. Um, the pepper, no black pepper. The pepper no, will no, burn in the sear, which some people like, some people don't. I, I'll pepper yeah. it afterwards. It's, you can season afterwards. Too busy. But you know, nothing else needs to be on it except for salt and oil. And yep. I'll, um, I'll pull the steak out of the fridge an hour before, salt yep. it up on all sides, hit the front, top, back, all of it, yeah, and let it sit there for an hour. It'll season it up, draw some of the moisture out, hit it with a paper towel, get it super, super duper dry. Yeah, definitely. And then a very light coating of oil all the way around. It doesn't have to be a lot. The, the less oil, the better. And then pop it on the hottest part of the grill and don't touch it, you know, and for a couple minutes. Leave it for two minutes. You know, Flip leave it, it for two and, and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. And then let it rest. You know, if you're doing two and a half on a two and a half minutes on a side, um, you pull it off, depending, you know, if I don't know where you've set your your briquettes at this point, you can, you know, put it on leave it on the grill, offset and close it for a minute if you want. Mm-hmm. If you like it on the rare side to medium rare side, uh, pull it off the grill, cover it with foil, mm-hmm. let it rest for at least five minutes, I would yeah. say. Yeah, at least. I would, I, I'll go a 10 sure. for sure. But uh, uh, to go back to pulling the meat out of the, the fridge to get it to room temperature is so important. I mean, you can take it out three hours before, especially mm-hmm. if you're getting a nice cut of meat. You're not getting a factory farm piece of meat that's been ziplocked and frozen and, and if you spend the money and times. got a nice butcher shop nice, cut, if you, you can leave nice it out meat, for a while. You can leave it out for a, uh, an hour or two to make sure that you've got a nice room temp because at that point you have to be concerned about bacteria. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's not the most dangerous <clears throat> thing in the world to leave a piece of beef out for two yeah, hours to make if you sure salt it. And these are all little things that. People don't consider it to be a big deal. They're like, oh, I forgot to pull the stick out of the fridge, whatever. Let's just throw it on the grill. No, it makes a huge it's a difference. huge difference. And if you don't do that, you're fucking up. Yeah, cooking a steak is like bacon. So you need to really, yeah. you have to think about it. You have, If you're really going to grill seriously, it's a it's a mental checklist that you have or a physical checklist that you have. And like, at this time, I need to do this. I need to pull this out of this. I need to burn this. I did 25 burpees before each steak that I cooked. <laughs> you you have to realize Three that sets of 12 push-ups. Circuits. Yeah, these circuits. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you got to put that work into it. Well, back, back to the chicken. How long do you wait for a chicken before you carve it up after hitting the grill? Five. I, I'll do longer. <clears throat> Five, ten minutes for me is fine. but I'll do 20 minutes. But I also, <clears throat> when I'm at home, I use a, a booze uh, cutting block that has you know that blood well on the side oh, nice. because to me what i find brining chicken well um it helps to let it rest but even at five and ten minutes what a real brine brag it's gonna it's gonna release a lot of juices but i just pour those juices back on top of the chicken after it's yeah. carved like it, yeah, it doesn't, yeah it's not one of those ways where it doesn't go to waste and the meat is so moist by the time it comes off anyways mm-hmm. that it's not i'm not worried about losing some of that 
So Chicken if you're grilling, you. invest. It doesn't have to be a nice booze brand if you can't no, no, afford no, no. it. If or you can't afford you can it, say, definitely get that one because it's tight. But or get pay a, attention enough. To, you can even, you know, <clears throat> you can put a paper towel uh, underneath the butcher block, kind of not flat and normal like you would be for carving, but like propping it up at an angle so you can kind of control where the juices are going. Mm-hmm. You can carve slowly and safely on that and let those juices kind of run into a bowl so you can save them because you like don't a, want them just to run off the counter. Like a George Foreman grill. Like a George Foreman grill. Exactly. Yeah, and you wring those juices out into your mouth when no mm-hmm. one's looking. Oh, so good. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Let's close, out on, uh, let's close out on burgers. Burgers. <clears throat> Which would the three of us have done together mm-hmm. uh, many Golly. times and also ground our own, our own ground chuck. Yes, ah, our own ground nice. burger meat. So if you if you can if you want to be full, awesome guy, you go and get. Which is not that hard, but I agree. It's not that hard if you have access to a meat grinder. You have the attachment on the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Easy, easy peasy. Go out and get two or three cuts of meat that you enjoy. Whatever your favorite cuts of steak are, you know, a little chuck, a little ribeye, a little short. What are, rib. And what are ours? We had a really good blend good last race. time. We had short rib. It was chuck. half chuck. A quarter short rib and a quarter brisket, I think. Yeah, I think that's that was what it. it was. It was close to that. Or maybe 40% chuck, 30% short rib, 30% mm-hmm. brisket. That's like something like you that. want something fatty, like the short rib. You want something really beefy, like the chuck. And the brisket also is bringing a different depth of beef to it. Mm-hmm. Costco's And finest. you want, if you know, it's, it's impossible coarse to... Coarse grind. Coarse grind, but it's also really hard to measure fat content. But ideally, you want to be at that 20%... Fat, you know, eighty twenty, very, very hard to judge, but it is, definitely it is hard to judge. Definitely but don't want to be drier than eighty twenty, and seven seventy thirty gets real greasy, and the meat doesn't stick together that well. I, I mean, mean it's, it's tough to judge, but when you look at a ground patty, and it yeah. looks like about twenty percent of it is white and eighty percent of it is pink. Do not go ninety ten because you think you're being healthy to barbecue. Ew. This goes back yeah. to like when you're, you're grilling, gonna, when you don't eat meat all the time, but when you do. Have nice fat content. Let it taste really mm-hmm. good. Make you know, it like, yeah. We don't take the private jet all the time, but when we do, mm-hmm. we take a private jet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you if you can grind them all together, that is awesome. Yep. Do a nice loose pack. Get like a For ring sure. mold. Pack it in as loosely with the least amount of effort as you can to keep it definitely keep it open. Do if you do not flip all the time. Let it yeah. sit for two minutes. Let it, let that patty get a nice crust on the bottom and let it form together because you won't be able to flip it unless you let it sit mm. there undisturbed, unmoved. If you really did do a good job cooking it, uh, I mean, if you did a good job yeah, grinding like, it coarsely and packing it loosely, then you, if you're on a grill, yep. if you're not a flat top or a, or a skillet, but doesn't matter. If if you are grilling, you have to let it sit for a couple minutes or uh, it won't. It'll just turn into and dimple the middle. Take a thumbprint into the middle of the patty, uh, so that way it will not swell to twice the size that yeah. you'll see it do on the on the top, mm-hmm. which is not going to be able to fit your bun very well. It's not hot. What do you uh, season it with? Salt and pepper. Straight up salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Fresh cracks. For sure. Fresh cracked pepper and salt. That's mm-hmm. all you need. If you get really good meat, you're all good. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're doing, it's it's funny. It's like it's really. 
Not that difficult, but Costco is such your friend in this in this scenario. Mm-hmm. If you're having a bigger party and you're going to grind some of your own meats, because they have short ribs, they have chuck, and they have brisket. The butcher shops, or you know, the butchers at Costco are better than I feel like ninety percent of most chain brand mm-hmm. markets. Better than your yeah. Safeway, your Albertsons, your Vons. They're doing such high volume. Yeah, yeah, such high volume, but also you know they have trained butchers in there cutting those meats. I mean, yeah. th- those aren't guys. Those guys know what they're doing yeah. in there, and they have great cuts. And you know, you can go in there for relatively cheap. You can make burgers for forty people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no problem. It's gonna be fun. And they're gonna be. Memorable burgers. Yeah, impressed for sure. sure. This is good. Get yourself a brioche bun. All right, guys, we're gonna end on burger toppings. Stewie, what do you like? I know that you're a no cheese man on the burger because you appreciate the flavor of the meat. I mean, same here, no cheese for the most part. Yeah, if it's if I know that it's gonna be legit, uh, a a nice patty. Yeah, no necesita. Okay, so what do you put on your burger? Ideally, grilled burger or backyard barbecue. (sighs) Mayonnaise. Lots of mayonnaise. Lots of mayonnaise. Yeah, lo- lots. Of, get in the habit of get, using mayonnaise, absorbing mother everything into the brioche bun, which I really do enjoy. Brioche bun. Mm. It just sounds so obvious. Toast buns, always toast, toast buns, right? Buns. Toast that bun. I mean, I don't even need to do it on the on the grill. You can just put some butter down on in in, in the house or, on, or a, in on the a oven. Skillet. If you do it in the yeah, oven, in the but oven. do not do not put the patty raw. Just a, on a raw bun. No raw bun. <laughs> and then I like a nice pickle. <laughs> a good quality sure. pickle. Okay. I actually like a thinly sliced raw red onion. Mm. Hell yes. Sure. And you know what? Sometimes uh-oh, uh-oh, I might just stop right there. Huh? Oh, I might just lettuce, stop right there. No tomatoes. No necesito. Unless I know the tomato is like super legit. Stewie, you're like the uh, you're the traditional sushi Zen master of burgers. I like yeah. that. But if it, that's only like, no, 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 no soy sauce. That's if no I know sauce. that you that, ruin it. If I know that that's the quality of, of preparation of the patty. Otherwise, like I'm gonna just go hog wild and just get really turnt and, and just get weird every once in a while. Okay, go western bacon cheese on it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> full western bacon cheese. Andre, your burger. See, I'm I'm all about texture with the burger, so I like a lot of a lot of veg. And no shred lettuce. Always nice big piece of romaine or iceberg. Big mm-hmm. nice center leaf. Yeah. Um, it's going to be toasted bun. Lots mm-hmm. of mayo. Lots of ketchup. Mm-hmm. Um, sliced tomato. White or red onion raw. Um, and heavy on the pickle. Like yep. more pickle than most people like. Love the pickle. What about cheese? No cheese. No cheese. In a, you're talking about a perfect world. If you're giving me something like an arugula caramelized onion blue cheeseburger or something, mm-hmm. that I, I like that. But that's mm-hmm. not but a when barbecue you, But when, you th- when I think of like if every ingredient is the best it can be, that's the burger I described. Mm-hmm. Lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, ketchup, mayo, toasted bun. That is a classic ba- backyard for, vibe. For me, the backyard barbecue, and we'll end on this because I have to go. Um. <laughs> Which means eat pizza. Hey man, I have another podcast to record right after this. That's Clock's good. ticking. Um, this is podcast number two out of three for me today, guys. It's, it's a long, hard road. Holy lord! Whew. All right, it's his food podcast. It's my food podcast. Okay, um, I do meat, medium rare, cheddar cheese, bun, mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard. That's it. Trifecta. Wow. First, per- first person to say mustard out of the three of us. Mm-hmm. I do love. It's just yeah. if it's a barbecue, I, I, 
I am more in line with you. That's that's a new thing for me. The thing I just said because I just had it the other day and oh. it was just really nice and simple. And I got oh, there's so much crunch with the pickle and the onion and the mayonnaise on both sides. I just like I'm on that crazy mayonnaise kick, and it was just perfect. But and that was a delivery man. No, but I we just I ordered think, pizza. I think the pickle is part of the. the it's, it's not only the sour, but it's the crunch too. It's the crunch, so especially if it's in volume, that is definitely the crunch. For me, no. For me, I like the quality of pickle. Though. But this is a debate that can go on forever. Oh golly! And ever. I just ordered pizza from Tomato Pie, a local pizza place that will end on a great story. I had a fifty-four dollar credit there after ordering pizzas. And I found a cockroach in one of the salads, and I called them up, and they were... I, I'm sure it wasn't their fault, like it was from their salad distributor, or it was in their bag, or whatever. But they are like, yeah, they just refunded my whole meal. And then I've been just slowly ordering pizzas <laughs> the As last they month. should. And I just closed out my tab, and it's been a long road. Thank you so much, Tomato Pie. That's why I ride for Tomato Pie, because that's a class act right there. I also ride for Tomato Pie. We all do here. Favorite on the east side. But... Since it was a little tough to get that discount, I'll talk about it on this food podcast. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't hard to get that, then I wouldn't have mentioned yeah. that I found a cockroach in a salad. As but, but since they're like, we can give you 10% off, is that, would that be good for you? And I was like, no, that would not be good for you me. You mean tax? And it, uh. I had to literally ask, like, I found a cockroach in my food, dog. What are you going to do for me? And he was just like, do you want something more than that? Like, like, yeah. The whole meal without cockroaches would be great. <laughs> yeah, can you, can you so rewind time pie, right now? Put you on blast a little bit, but you gave me $54 worth of free pizza, so I'll take that. We break you down and build you up. Break it down and build you up. Hopefully you guys are listening. If you want to come on the pod and talk about insects and the food, we'll have you. Bring some pizza with you. Bring <laughs> Bring some pizza. And root beer. Andre Conoparo cannot be found on social media. Stewie can be found... At Stu Stewart. On Twitter. At Stu Stewart. You can find me on social media at Them Jeans. Tall Tales Podcast is my other podcast. The com is this podcast website. If you like the show, please tell a friend. Subscribe on iTunes. Give a nice rating and review. And we'll see you next week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.